Some of you may share with me in having an early memory of the first time you ever really encountered the story of Jesus' crucifixion. When I was four or five years old, we lived in a little split-level house out on Delk Road, I remember. And my mom and I were down in the basement, and we had a little colored television. And on one of the UHF channels, pretty sure it was the Superstation, they would always show the greatest story ever told, John Houston's epic picture. And one year it happened to be on. And I remember the scene where, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday, the scene where they crucified Jesus and the two bandits. I remember turning to my mom, who was, who was busy with something, and just turning to her and saying, Mom, why? Why are they killing Jesus? We went to church a lot. I knew who Jesus was. I knew he loved me. I knew he was born in a manger. I knew he walked on water, healed the sick, and loved the little children like me. But no one had ever really talked to me about this whole killing Jesus thing that is an important part of our story. And I'll be forever grateful for my mom's response. In fact, I think it's one of those uh, God moments where I, I believe maybe even God told her what to say to me if God does that sort of thing. Because instead of trying to just throw one of the age-old explanations, well, you know, he, it's because of your sins. Or, well, you know, because God was upset with us and Jesus had to die would have been a horrible thing to tell a five-year-old, right? My mom, she shrugged her shoulders and she stared for a long time at the image and she said, I don't know. And it's horrible. It's just horrible. And I remember the two of us staring at the screen for a moment Kind of like the same way she would stare at the screen when we watched footage from the Vietnam War that came back to the news. Like something was amiss with the world that should not be happening. And we were witness to it on that day. Something is indeed amiss with the world on this day that we, I believe, ironically call Good Friday. One of the things that has been amiss with this particular story from the Gospel of John is that for thousands of years it's been, it's been used as a rationale to persecute Jewish people. Everyone from the, the, the earliest Christian empires up through Nazi Germany have used this as an excuse to slaughter Jewish people. And John uses a word, Juden. Yes, he does clearly point to the Jews. But we have to understand something first and foremost. Jesus was not killed by one particular group of people. Jesus was killed by empire. And we all know 
as Christians that Christianity is not, is not innocent of joining with empire, of colluding with empire in the murder of innocent people. This is a disclaimer that they, they print on a bulletin for this day. Uh, a friend of mine uh, across town at his church, there's a, a paragraph-long disclaimer they print whenever that they, they read this gospel. Because I think we have to make it clear about who killed Jesus and what happened. The word passion comes from a word pasha. And if, if I'm getting my my Greek correct or my Latin correct, um, it can mean uh, something happened, this happened. It can also mean sorrows. And I really love the first interpretation, this happened, because it brings along with it a, uh, a connotation of puzzlement, of befuddlement, of wonder, of confusion. And I think that, like my mom back in 1971, we ought to hear this story and shrug and try not to reach too many conclusions on this day. Now, I don't want to cop out. Plenty of people throughout history have had plenty of explanations about what happened. One of the age-old formulas goes uh, by way of St. Anselm, We violated God's honor in the Garden of Eden and God's honor had to be satisfied and so God gave His only Son to satisfy that honor. Pretty consistent with with medieval justice there. Something that would have sounded about right in the 11th or 12th century to a person in the 11th or 12th century. There's another famous version from Pope Leo that says that that Jesus died and the devil thought he ran the world and so he came out and showed himself and then when Jesus was resurrected, he came out and he destroyed the devil and destroyed death. There's countless explanations for what happened today. And you know, some of them may be a part of your creating meaning out of this day, out of this very confusing day at which we shrug our shoulders. And you go ahead and do that. That's fine. We all take little bits and pieces of this to make sense. But I don't think any of them quite get it right. I think today is not about creating meaning from something that happened, because today is about the entire loss of meaning as we know it. God incarnate, who knew no sin... God incarnate who came here and was born as lowly as a man can be born. God incarnate walked among us and all He did was heal us and feed us and care for us and raise up the oppressed and raise the dead from their tombs. God incarnate came and lived among us. The Son of God lived among us and we killed Him. And on this day, we get to watch it happen. And as we stare at it, we do well to shrug our shoulders and shake our heads. I don't want to sound too opinionated, but these explanations talk about God needing blood, God desiring the spilling of blood. I can't worship that God. That God's a lunatic. 
what God would send His Son and have Him murdered in order to satisfy some age-old debt. An age-old debt that we had nothing to do with. So I want to offer a new story to give you to think about. God the Son, one-third of the Holy Fellowship of the Trinity, came here to earth and lived obedient to God up until the end. And God the Son was cut off from God the Father. God the Son came here and experienced the entire loss of meaning that any human being can know because God the Son became totally cut off from God the Father. Theologian Peter Rollins calls what Jesus experienced today atheism. And it's not the atheism of Richard Dawkins that argues on CNN. No, it's not that kind of atheism. It's the kind that is the entire loss of God that one can experience. And I say that in losing God, Jesus did the absolute impossible. Jesus did the most human thing any human being can do. Because if you believe as I do, that that no one is beyond God's grasp, and there's no corner of the world that is beyond God's reach and God's touch, and that God is always with us, then Jesus did the impossible in His death. And he cut himself off from God. He experienced sorrow in a way that we can never experience. And our hope in this is that now we never have to know this. That God has rejected violence in his death and bloodshed to pay for any sin and has expressed to us in the death of His only Son that God is indeed love. But we will continue working on what this means. We will make a life's work out of trying to make meaning out of this day. And so with a holy shrug of our shoulders, we can all say, like the centurion at the end of the story and in the end of the John Hughes greatest story ever told. Surely this man was the Son of God. Surely this man, Jesus, is the Son of God.